You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Trent's dead. Very sorry, Gavin. I love that cunt like a brother. He was your brother. We've recruited an interstate detective to lead the case. Yes, sir. Eddie Redcliffe is my name. The first 24 hours of an investigation are crucial. He was discovered 27 hours ago, ma'am. Ah, right. Hey, you fucked that up already, haven't you? What's this? Five years ago, Deadlock's mare washed up dead on the same beach. And according to this, his tongue was eaten by a seal. What? Get your gun. Uh, what? No. Uh, Get your gun. There was no evidence at the scene, no footprints, no DNA. This is bigger than one death. <coughs> What's happened to them, James? This might be connected. There is no connection. If you have information about the murders, you can just write a note and put it in the anonymous tip-off koala. I think they're watching me. The killer has been living under my nose in deadlock for five years. I probably know him. I'd like to take a look in that sawmill, Phil. Would you? <laughs> you know what you need for that? A oh, warrant. Oh, oh, my God! There's somebody there! My is Nicola isn't just surviving in deadlock, he's thriving. There's something maybe you should see? We are missing something. We need a new outlook. We have had enough. It's a code black disaster. Are the murders connected? I promise! So good to feel the heat from all sides. That way you get cooked alive faster. That's fucking great. How's it all fucking going? Oh, fuck. I haven't I haven't heard all this since since watching Chopper. Oh fuck up, <laughs> mate. Come on. <laughs> fuck up, come. Uh, uh, we're listening to the podcast with their children. Uh, apologies. <laughs> it's gonna continue for an hour. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, yes. there yeah. is a there is a, a sick cunt warning on this podcast. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I do have to say, I'm very thankful for having my sinuses blocked now because it helps with the nasal swearing. Um, um, I do yeah, laugh. Yeah. Oh, look, you you are, you sound like a native Tasmanian. I'm very proud of you, <laughs> and a little terrified and oddly turned on. Are you my sister? It was. Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, that's a heavy joke. Well, we went there. That is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm layers, allowed to. layers. Like, yeah. Also, <laughs> like, I mean, I have to admit, when it came to all this swearing, I was like, no, no, there's not that much swearing in it, and Peter might swear, and that's kind of funny, and then we just laid yeah. into it just straight away. It's in. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's and a. I pint. haven't even sworn yet. No. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um. Um, I actually want to uh, shout out to Elskanorga, who um, gave this the best, uh, um, not even a synopsis, but the best description I could possibly imagine. And he put it on the Facebook um, that that something like this, a uh, murder mystery, an Australian murder mystery like this, just has to be known as a year noir. Yes. <laughs> yes, the good old Yen Noir. Well done. I do like that. There'd be a, there'd yeah. be a bone of contention as to who did that because we there are two people in Sydney who are having who had a fight on Twitter about who owned that one. Oh really? Uh, yeah. I won't go in, I won't go into who that was. I don't want to start that thing again, but yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh well. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That was a little while ago. <laughs> 
Anyway. Well, whoever it was, I don't give a shit. I think it's very fucking funny. Yes, it's very funny. Uh, Attribution can be laid upon the feet of whoever wishes to do it or or not. It doesn't really matter because let's get into this very specific comedy. Uh, (laughs) It's so niche. But again, I'm very happy that this this isn't a remake of Pack to the Rafters by uh, Amazon in Australia. I'm happy that it's an original piece of content. So, hell yeah, it's Deadlock. That's right, Deadlock, the TV series. No, no, the other TV series. No, no, the other series. Not the 2018 TV series, that was on the ABC. This, this one's Deadloch, Dead Deadloch. Um, Deadloch. From uh, Amazon yeah. Prime. Um, yes, not to be confused with Bay of Fires, which is on ABC, but looks almost exactly the same. Oh. Um, go figure. With way less jokes, apparently. I haven't watched that. Yeah. No, what is I, it with I small... have, and I was... I, found myself going well what is it with small towns in tasmania they're all a little bit quirky they're all a little bit funny they might have something bad going on might not want to go and live there (laughs) ah look i I think we've finally the deep dark secret of tasmania has been revealed um it is a place of much death and a lot of murder and an awful lot more bogans It's the Midsummer Murders of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> what was the was it Maine? What what place in Maine did uh, Stephen King write about? Derry, Derry in Maine, wherever. Like that's it. It's Tasmania. It's the the Derry Maine of of Australia. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, it's the Amazon Prime series, which is uh, shot in and around Hobart and down um, to. Oh, God, through Signet, um, which anyone who knows that area will know the humour of that because Signet um, was a fucking nothing town that nobody gave a shit about until about uh, 10 years ago when the Signet Folk Festival started up. Um, and suddenly this little town became became on the map because a whole bunch of folk musicians from Sydney and everywhere just started turning up. It and wasn't a festival. It's, but this is that's exactly what they're doing. They're like, hey, right. festival, get it? Hey, hey. And I love that. Anyway. Uh, look, there's going to be a lot of very niche, like specific jokes for Tasmanian Super Tasmanian jokes. But also, jokes. you know, I like that because it means that whoever's been writing on this, which we'll get to, has actually spent time in Tasmania or at least hired a Tasmanian consultant to look over <laughs> and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not how that's going to work. But uh, you know, fresh off the back of what was the other uh, comedy series? That's um, uh, oh um, yeah, the one with Luke. What's his name? Uh, yes. I wasn't talking about it. Sorry. Yes, I've I've derailed. Continue. No, no. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that now. You've got me trying to remember the name of that other weird little Tasmanian comedy. Yeah, with Celia Greenhaven. Good something. Oh, Rosehaven. No, Rosehaven. Thank Sorry. you. Thank, Thank you, you, Oscar Norga. Rosehaven. Yes, we, we destroyed it. Um, yes. Right. Okay. Should yeah. I do a synopsis? Is that where um, we're at? What kind of music would you like? Something maybe from the show? Is there some sort of track which would connect us with the place <gasps> upon which we... live. Give us a bit of live. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you're going to get two synopsises. I'm going to do the original English Jill. and then I'm going to translate into <laughs> Bogan Gothic. We are live. What are you talking about? I don't understand what you're talking about. We're, we're here right now. You're listening to it right now. <laughs> the beguiling sleepy settlement of Deadlock on Tasmania's coastline. Mm. 
is shaken when the body of a local man turns up dead. No, <laughs> I'm not going to do the whole thing like that. Wow. <laughs> Two female detectives, Dulcie and Eddie, reluctantly take charge of the investigation together, aided by overeager constable Abby and the mostly dependable Sven. The death coinciding with the town's annual winter festival is a celebration of arts, local cuisine and culture, which forces Dulcie and Eddie to cope with each other's drastically opposing investigation styles and discover what secrets are being hidden in a place struggling to disguise the deep rifts that are slowly spit splitting it and the lives of its residents in two. This is the wank one. Yeah, yeah, the, no, no, the we're, we're getting into the chorus now. Wait, 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 everyone. Lightning crashes and old mother dies. <laughs> okay, now for the Australian, the, the Australian slash Tasmanian sure. Bogan translation. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep this music going until we get to the point. Keep going. I, I, I please do, but at the same time, I really want to get to the the, okay. the big build. Tell us. No, okay. no, keep going. Quickly, no, run, I'm bash listening it out. for the music. No, bash it out. Bash out the thing. Oh, okay. I, I just want to get to the right part of the music. Don't worry, we'll wait. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I'll let you know, don't worry. Thanks, okay, <laughs> please do. <laughs> oh, I, I, if I'd have planned this better, it would have been much more organised. Wait. Wait, here we go. Come on, Vanessa, speed it up. Oh, right. now feel it. So, some cunt dies. The coppers send some other cunt from Darwin to take over for the local fucker who they think can't hack it. There's some festival shit happening, but cunts keep turning up dead and shit. Turns out the town's full of lesbians, bogans, and murdering fuckwits, and the shit gets all fucked up even more. The end. Cunt. There you go. Accurate synopsis. Yeah. I know, right? I mean, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna keep going with lightning crashes because, as everyone knows, this song goes for fucking ever. <laughs> to get there, you're gonna have 17 hours worth. And, all <laughs> and it's somewhere in there, we're gonna totally get DCMA'd. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we're not gonna yeah. do the DCMA. Uh, but wow. yeah, that's deadlock. Tis deadlock, yeah. um, and I'm I'm very glad that we're talking about this because this one snuck up on me. And actually, Dion, you're the reason that I watched it. Yeah, well, I apologise for that. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying not to make Tasmania too popular these days. If everyone finds out about it, they're all going to go and want to go and live there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are they though? Are they though? I don't no. think they are. Um, why? Why? Why was it me that, that put this on your radar, or was it? Um, I tried to watch an episode, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, fucking hell!" Yeah, um, I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw that you and Fell posted something about watching the rest of the series. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, well, if they're persevering with it, maybe I'll give it another go." Because I got to the end of the first episode, and I was like, "I don't think I can do that. I'm, I, I think I might kill Eddie." Uh -huh. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a you know um, a large, ungraceful blow up swan in a too small a pool uh, <laughs> for a little while there, but it does find its feet, as it were. It's like a bin chicken turning up at your picnic. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But then after a while, You're like nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after a while, you start to kind of go, "Oh well, we can have a bit of a laugh with the bin chicken." Yeah, I mean, then you're like, "Oh, it's actually kind of a beautiful bird," and I don't know why it gets such a bad rap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask yeah. to be put in this country. No. Yeah, 
I mean, it, it, it kind of is, was supposed to be in this country and then we took away all of its wetlands and built cities on them. And it didn't ask for that. No, it make no, the best of a bad situation. It's the best metaphor for that character we've ever seen. If you take something out of its <laughs> natural habitat and yes. put it somewhere where it absolutely doesn't belong, people will be angry with it for a while, but eventually they'll be like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not its fault that it's wrong no. and stupid. Yeah. It's not its fault no. that it's down here. It's just trying to make its way. It's and, not its uh, fault that it took me six episodes to like it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! I I I warmed up to Eddie after about three or four episodes where the the creative swearing started to get me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this and this is a strange one too, especially because it's kind of a significant departure from the previous comedy of the Kates. Um, mm. McLennan and McCartney, who uh, do we have a review uh, the catering show, or was it just no. one of those <laughs> those zeitgeisty things that happened where you were all like, "Oh yeah, that was a thing," and mm. then they had the, the that sort of variety show, which at times was just Not as funny as the catering show. No, but I mean, there mm. was some there were some genuine mm. moments I remember in that show, which it was it just transcended what it was. It wasn't a comedy show. It was just like a a highbrow kind of emotional drama. And I'm like, oh, interesting. And then now we've come to this, which is a combination between quirky Australian comedy and proceeded like police dead serious police procedural um, mm. that goes together somewhat. <laughs> it's it's an uncomfortable marriage sure um what would i call it maybe i think it's like one of those mediterranean european beaches which is just rocks so it's beautiful it looks great the water is crystal clear but you just still have to walk across a bunch of rocks to get there <laughs> so getting out of the water you're like oh i feel so lovely and everything oh god my feet ow <laughs> is that a good that's a good metaphor isn't it if, I don't know. I your your if there was if you have a superpower, Dion, it is mm. your ability to create metaphors that everybody else goes, huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I I suppose it's true. I've never really thought so about you're it. You're telling that me way. I need to work on my semaphores. <laughs> <laughs> they make roughly the same amount of sense. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, unless you've got <laughs> the translation guide. Exactly. It's just a guy going, hi, Murphy. <laughs> Fair cop. Um, yeah, it's, it is a very uncomfortable marriage. Like, we're very used to the Australian quirky comedy, like the quacker, the quirky Australian <laughs> comedy. Mm -hmm. And this feels like it's starting off that way, but then kind of takes a pretty hard left turn into murder and nakedness and a lot of dick. Um, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, right, cool. And I never quite, like, for the first two episodes, I really didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what I was watching. Um, and to be honest, I don't know that I ever did by the end. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of flavours that you're not quite sure. It's pistachio ice cream. Like, wait, <laughs> on paper, that's no. Here we go with the fucking metaphors again, Jesus I, Christ. I'm going to start doing semaphore every time. I'm gonna, well, I know what the new well, emoji yeah, is. Yes, there's a new emoji. <laughs> Just holding the flags up going, oh, he's off again. 
Yeah. Um, it is a bit of a strug to get into, and I, I, I think that's a problem because I, yeah. there is absolutely no way I would have persisted with this um, if mm. I hadn't committed to you guys that I was going to watch eight hours of it. Um, yeah, I was ready to nope the <laughs> fuck out halfway through episode one. I was like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's exactly the same for me. I like got to the end of episode one and Eddie had come in and I'm like, fuck, this this could be really terrible. Having said that, it, it was independently recommended to me by multiple people, including my boomers, who loved it. <laughs> loved it. Wow. And I, I watched it. My mum watched it a second time with me over the weekend um, while I was, you know, catching up so that we could talk about it. Um, and... The weird thing I discovered um, from, you know, a parent who was quite strict with us about swearing when we were children, her (laughs) favourite character is Eddie, loves Eddie, and her favourite bits are when Eddie says, fuck up, cunt. (laughs) And then my mum's over there going. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it's a problem. I don't think there's a barrier to entry for everyone. Um, Mm. But there was a barrier to entry for me. And part of that barrier is that, I don't like crime shows. Why? <laughs> Why, guys? Why oh, did you watch not, this? The exact was... opposite barrier for me, Peter. I right. love crime shows, but the comedy threw me out. I was like, oh. no, just be serious. <laughs> I like biting social commentary about sexual politics, but the crime and the comedy nearly threw me out. <laughs> and I was like, why isn't there more science fiction in this? I don't understand. Is it aliens? It better be aliens by the end. Like, Oh, uh, look, if you want that, you can go and watch the Kettering incident and be bored. I, I, I thought there'd be aliens and there wasn't. Could have been yeah. ghosts. How boring. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yes. So we've all had a very different experience here. Um, <laughs> yes. I... I don't like crime shows. I've never liked crime oh shows. God, like so it, it, it would not be it would not be my pick of something. But I was interested in the comedy element, um, and some of it really hit for me, and some of it hit less and i think (laughs) for me it's okay okay eddie oh it took a good four episodes for me to be able Mm -hmm. to stand eddie Mm -hmm. and and i i think that that that's a deliberate storytelling but also oh i like you almost lost me as an audience member um Mm -hmm. some of the minor some of my favorite characters were the Mm -hmm. more peripheral characters but also some of my least favorite performances were some of the other more peripheral characters um the Example? nothing kind of threw me out of this more than uh, a couple of the characters that just kind of felt overdone overegged on the nose comedically uh and it just didn't match the the Can rest of it I, I i feel like there was some vanessa i mean like, I, I just feel like there were some tonal inconsistencies. You know, Vanessa, the makeup artist, um, um, uh, it, it, it didn't, they yeah. they took the out, They it, it was too far out of the little genre Venn diagram that we're trying to, to sit in and it really threw me. That was, that was even more than not being able to stand Eddie for the first four episodes. Um, those were the moments that, that, when oh this could actually be brilliant if not for you know these moments where you're kind of like oh no now you're like just fully in the absurd 
comedy circle of the Venn diagram. Like you need to get into the. But how would you, <laughs> you know? You need to that, pull back into the center. How would you know that everyone's mm-hmm. a bogan unless everyone is a, a, like explicitly a bogan, apart from the professionals and the uh, the wankers and a lot of the lesbians, because they're all the intellectuals. <laughs> I feel like that is kind of the style of the Kate's comedy, though, and it's mm. very reminiscent of their previous work. And for me, I'm like, yeah, I get a bit of a laugh out of it, but I find the the earnest play on the comedy kind of knocks me out of it a little bit because I prefer it played more for laughs and more for tongue-in-cheek and that kind of thing. Um, so that was why I had such a hard time getting into the show because it is such a an earnest way to play comedy uh I don't think I really laughed until episode two because it was being dumb and it was leaning into being dumb and then Mm. that's when I enjoyed it like where these dude bros from the gym are at the funeral for their mate and they do a 20 push-up salute I'm like I fucking lost it (laughs) that kind of shit the dumb shit is funny but then when you're you're trying to play other jokes they just weren't really landing the whole time I did for me uh I think Tom Ballard's performance as Sven like his brand of I comedy really I him. really like <laughs> and so I I loved his character and I loved Abby's character because she wasn't being funny mm. she was just a funny person and I, I I loved her relationship with her husband to be or her fiance one of a fiance <laughs> Jesus Christ okay so I know the whole point of this show is to make you hate the men mm-hmm. but by Christ, did I hate the men. <laughs> Some of the men were... Not all men. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we're falling into that trap. <laughs> I mean, uh, when the police chief says, I've got to get off the phone, we're getting on the bus tomorrow, I've got to catch the quacker before it shuts off. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that Some I was like. Some of the lines are very good. So good. Some yeah. of the so lines good. are very good. <laughs> and and yeah, some of the characters you really lean into hating. Like yeah. um, I can't remember that that character. James. Name, the, James. That's it. Yeah. The the medical. Um, mm. What do you call it? Examiner. Examiner. Medical. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah, and Ooh, you know he, quick. and and what the show also does very well is spreads around its red herrings um mm. it does a very good job of making you think oh okay well maybe it's this person oh actually fuck it could be that person yeah and that's the stuff that i really enjoyed in the end was that i didn't know where it was going the yeah. comedy was happening enough that mm. i was kind of you know after those first episode and a half i was like oh jesus that's hard but then yeah. i was getting enough laughs and I was just interested enough in the crime. And I was like, actually, this is walking a very tight balance of a show. Yeah. And I I enjoyed that. I do think it was very well written for, mm. for, for what it was trying to achieve, which is, you know, a tricky tightrope walk. Um, I, I thought it was really well written. I thought it looked good. Um, it didn't, mm. you know, fall into that kind of cheap look that s- sometimes Australian productions almost always have. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought it was, you know, for the most part, 
really well performed. Um, my issue isn't that I thought anything was bad about it. It's that some of the creative decisions just didn't gel with my brain. But it also kind of feels like the things that didn't gel with you, Jill, were the opposite to the things that didn't gel with me. <laughs> <laughs> we both jarred just in different ways. <laughs> but you both finished it and... You know, <laughs> kudos. No, kudos I mean, that's not exactly that you had to. It's a review. <laughs> Thank you for indulging Tasmanian oriented television. Yeah, I mean, for an eight episode series and not actually fully getting invested until episode six, I mean, that yeah. says a lot. It was a slog. It was hard work. And when Peter was messaging me on the weekend saying, I haven't started it yet and I've got to do the homework. And I'm like, girl, prepare yourself. I was having a shit house week and I knew yeah. that I needed to be watching it, but I just wanted to spend more time with my space family and strange new worlds. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I kept watching that. What and a I was like, oh, no, it's oh, eight Jesus. hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. I thought it would yeah. be half hours. What have I done? <laughs> yeah. I'm and I'm cursing Quinny. I'm halfway through episode one. I'm like, fuck you, Quinny. I don't want to do this show. <laughs> yeah, see, like eight, eight hours. Eight oh, hours was dear. a bit of a, a, bit of a but stretch. As somebody that does enjoy crime shows, I thought the the full case was actually really well done. It was quite yeah. interesting. It had me guessing the whole time. And I was like, oh, it's definitely this person. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, fuck, no. Never would have picked it. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess but honestly, so. like, we were watching the trailer as the show was starting. I said, it should have been The Seal. It should have been The Seal <laughs> the whole time. And that would have been a funnier show. Yeah, especially because they keep trying to kill The Seal. But how does, yeah, the seal, how does The Seal get all those bodies into that four-wheel drive in the lake? <laughs> there's no DNA. There's no footprints left. There's no fingerprints. It was a fucking seal. How did The Seal oh, crucify the guy? Yeah, yeah. I do love that Like for a small town in, in, in remote Tasmania, it had a lot of funding for these festivals that it was putting on because there were so many different activities. And for anyone who's... I'm, I wanted who's, to go to I that I want to go to that yeah, festival, yeah. yes. Absolutely. I don't know if I want to do a nose to tail feast, but <laughs> I'll go for a bit of like um, endurance art. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will give the, a, the character uh, that I struggled with almost as much as Eddie was uh, Kath. The, yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Oh. I, I liked it because she was just irrepressibly and unflappably positive almost yeah, the Yeah, but she was not. She was, a, she was a fucking... She was so fucking narcissistic. Yes. Yeah. See, she was... I didn't... I had trouble buying that relationship um, mm. because Dulcie just seemed so fucking unhappy. Okay. But also I, I understood that part of the relationship because Dulcie <laughs> is living in massive amounts of guilt because of... of something that happened so yeah. i i kind of went oh okay i kind of understand why that is why the power dynamic is what it is another reason why i found this difficult to watch was you know that meme on facebook where it says i'm tagged in this and i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i related way too hard to dulcie because she just fucking trying to do her job and everyone around her is either an asshole or a dickhead and it was so frustrating to watch. I'm like, just fucking 
to do our job. Just try I, to do our job, guys. Yeah, I really like Kate, Kate Box's uh, Dulcie in this <laughs> because, and she also she played it perfectly for like. I feel like she actually had the the measure of the show in whatever it was. Is like, no, you're playing it straight down the line. It is a police procedural. Um, but the only place you get to like expand her comedy chops because I've seen her in comedy before, which is mm. great. But um, but in this one, she has a impeccable um, slapstick because it's very <laughs> subtle in all of this. But she's absolutely one hundred percent got it. She pulls off the like just bump here and get and and hurt yourself slightly, or yep. just look confused like oh yeah you've forgotten something but you can't let that facade slip and she played it very well like she knew and everyone else is doing kind of comedy they're out there doing the best comedy that they can do but I did like the fact that you could have easily taken Dulcie out and put her in as a surprise guest in a police procedure like she could go to Law and Order SVU and just walk 100%. in and do 100%. the regular cop stuff she's she, she felt... around so many insufferable people and I really had to applaud her character but... she would have fit in so well in Blue Healers you know, yes. like back in the day, Dulcie would yeah. have been the Abby in Blue Healers. No, and, she's better than Abby. She oh, would she have better been the fucking it, but... uh, constable, the, the, no, what do you call it? Like the, the sergeant detective, whatever the fuck. Oh, I'm, to, I'm talking if, if, when Blue Healers was on TV. So if mm. like, because she would have only been, oh. what, 20 or something like that? I was going, whatever. To, you know, If only we had an anecdotal story about Blue Healers that could tie this all <laughs> together, <you>. Quinny. <laughs> Fuck Who you. made a guest appearance on the Peelers? No, no? Quinny. Quinny was. <laughs> uh, I wish I had the little violin. Did a, 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 a an acting casting workshop with the casting agent of Blue Healers oh. um, one weekend in Launceston, Tasmania, many years ago, and then at the pub afterwards, I was like, "Hey, that was a heap of fun," and they were like, "Are you interested in doing a role?" And I was like, "I didn't come here to talk about work, but fuck yes." Um, <laughs> And they were like, cool, well, we'll be in touch. You were really great. We really enjoyed your work. Next week, cancelled. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say they gave John Wood the role and not you. <laughs> no, no, the very next fucking week, Blue Healers was announced to be cancelled. Oh. I'm just like, oh, dear. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> thought I had that one. Nah. I thought you had oh, well. Um, should we? Can I just say uh, also? I know we've complained yeah. a lot about Eddie, um, <laughs> but that, that that is not because um, Eddie was badly performed. Um, no. I Madeline Sammy Sammy, mm, Sammy did like an incredible job. In fact, um, yeah, she was so well performed that like you absolutely mm -hmm. loathe her character because of how good she is. And not once did Nailed I hear her. the fucking accent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like she's a Kiwi and I never in a fucking million years would have picked it. No. And and she does bring you around. Um, yeah. She yeah. she does bring you around. Like I said, um, Eddie was my mum's favourite character. It really it's, touched her heart. It's, it's, a, it's, a special, <laughs> it's a special type of craft where you can just burst onto the screen and everyone goes, oh, God. And then by the yeah. end you're like, oh, wait, sympathetic. Uh, like, yeah. I feel sorry yeah. for this person. <laughs> they have they have they have trauma. Ah, <laughs> just, they're, I, they're still I, the same. 
as I said, it was always the creative swearing and and the use of the term a, a grief fuck or a gruck. Um, <laughs> had me fucking like I'm absolutely away with it but then later on when she's like oh, I could go a grank no I just went <laughs> god oh dear. just uh, fucking gone 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 yes away. right should we rate this yes. and then come back and because uh, there is actually enough spoiler stuff that we could conceivably yeah, actually the series we don't want to yeah, go too sure. far past, like you know, what is actually uh, like. If you want to go and watch Deadlock, go out, go out and watch Deadlock. But it is quite a good, as has been said, a good police procedural. There's a great whodunit story mystery. We don't want. To, yeah. I don't want to ruin that. Um, yeah. So if anyone wants to go and watch watch it, go go see it maybe. But um, we've got to better do the ratings first. Or should should I go first? Because I'm talking. Yes, I'm talking now. You want to? Ah, great. Uh, because of yes, all those things like grucks and granks and. Uh, yeah, look, I, I probably would have given it maybe a seventy-five, but with the amount of absolute chef's kiss, uh, specific Tasmanian references, <laughs> that sort of You're talking about the chicken feet, aren't you? Yeah, fucking chicken feet. Like you know, come on. Um, which is only for people from Tasmania who would be like, yes. "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, I'm going to. Your what's his name? You're your Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. No, um, but like, yeah. Look, I'm gonna go up to 85, but the, because of the barrier, like the 15 comes up because there's such a barrier to it, mm. because it's it's trying to figure out where it is. But yeah, I agree with some of the chat that was earlier uh, about it, which is I'm ready for season two now. Mm. At the start, like you would have given me halfway or even three quarters of the way through the the, the first season, I would have been like, well, this is fun. It's a one and done. But now I'm like. No, no, I can watch a season two now. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Go on, Jill. Give us a, give us a number. Oh man. Okay. So, like the past half hour, us reminiscing about the show has made me feel better about it, even though I really, really hated watching it. <laughs> I did initially only want to give it like a fifty-five, but I think oh. I'm going to have to come up because. I actually like six episodes is a huge barrier for me, (laughs) but I would watch a second season only because I've done all the hard work and now (laughs) a second season would probably like have a lot more payoff for me. So I'm maybe just going to bump it up 10 and give it a 65 because it was still so really fucking hard to watch. And I hated the man. And I know that that was the point, but it was so ham-fisted in the stupidity of the men and the reason why the political agenda in the show was so prevalent. But I felt it was it was too much and it was too hard. But to only enjoy three episodes, I'm like, yeah, mm. 65. Okay, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Pete, oh. do you want to go or shall I? I don't, you go. I'm still thinking. Okay. Um, I, uh, I I think I enjoyed it the most out of everyone, but uh, um, I I found myself surprised constantly. Um, and yeah, as I said, I started it and then I stopped. I watched the first episode and I was like, "Nah, fuck that. <laughs> this this feels like everything that's bad about." Tasmanian TV and Australian comedies, 
like it felt like the worst of the quirky Australian comedy where they just could not get the fucking tone right. And then Eddie walked in. I was like, oh, Jesus, fucking no, wow. But then I persevered and found myself by the end of it, like invested in the characters, enjoying the the mystery, uh, loving the actual visuals of it and getting the style of humour. Like I started to go, oh, okay, I get what, what this is now and getting on board with it. So for me, it's an 85. Actually, no, fuck it, 88. Um, <laughs> wow. I really, I really enjoyed it and, yeah, got to the end of it and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd be ready for another season of it. Um, the only problem I can see with that is I can't imagine a way that you can, because so much of it is the town, yeah. like, and it's it's the mystery of the town and everything, and I'm not sure that you could just pin it on Dulcie and Eddie. I reckon I reckon you, you could because yeah. the, the 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 one thing, you know, the central thing that makes any series like this work is taking those two very, very different characters and slamming them together. Like that's the that's the engine that kind of drives something like this. If you didn't have that and you just had the quirky characters, it it, it would have mm. been Kath and Kim crime. Um, <laughs> uh, you could put those two characters in, you know, any situation, uh, any kind of you know local Australian situation, and do the exact same thing that you've just done for a small Tasmanian town, and do mm. it for you know, a small Northern Territory in town. Um, so I, I actually do think a second season will work. I'm having, haven't, I'm having a strug rating this one because uh, I was in a bad mood. Um, right. I've had a bad week and I don't like crime shit. So I'm trying to be <laughs> rated objectively um, because there are a lot of things that I do really appreciate. I, I, I think that the writing was really good. I appreciate while it didn't necessarily gel for my brain, um, the idea that we can do something a little bit different with, you know, Australian dramas and not just make them dark and drab and fucking depressing uh, and that yeah. we're actually playing with genres and because we're playing with genres, it hasn't all quite worked out because we slammed a couple of genres together that don't really belong together and I... I appreciate the kind of you know risk taking and the creativity in that um so i'm not going to rate it as low as i felt watching the first four episodes i think i i think that i came on board before jill came on board um but i didn't like fully fully come on board like looking forward to watching it uh just because the crime it's not it's not my thing guys it's just you know <laughs> it's just not um i'm gonna i'm gonna give it an 80 I'm going to go high. I'm going to give an 80. There was was stuff about it that did annoy me, but just because they're just trying to do something different, um, I'm going to overlook a lot of the things that gave me the irrits, um, you know, about some of the comic performances um, and some of the kind of really obvious, you know, on-the-nose stuff because I feel like that was necessary to achieve what they did end up achieving. Yeah. Well, that's good. I feel like we've, I feel like we've actually really kind of pulled it apart in lots of interesting ways. And I love the fact that everybody has taken something different out of it. Um, which <laughs> sounds like it, sounds like some weird corporate meeting. Okay, everyone's really pulled something different out of what we've done today. <laughs> 
I mean, Tari Elvin in the chat, it's interesting, um, you know, feeling that the the acting felt really forced and that was one of the things that um, that that did kind of bug me. But the mm. reason I've I've kind of rated it highly despite that is because I think it was a really, really difficult job to have those comic characters sitting in that serious crime storyline, um, which made those kinds of things just kind of stick out, you know, stick out like a sore thumb where they wouldn't have if it was walking a straight genre line. Um, but walking mm-hmm. a straight genre line would have been less interesting. So yeah, I think it would have been boring as batshit if they tried to do this. And and I don't say this as a thing that I think everybody should do, but it's very, very interesting to watch even an episode of Bay of Fires and watch something that's doing so much the same thing, which is person from mainland goes to small Tasmanian town full of weird people, crimes happen, things are weird and nobody quite knows where what's going on and seeing like how the same setup in so many ways can be done so completely differently. Um, well, it just goes to show you that in the north of Tasmania, they're not as good as the south of Tasmania, where they make <laughs> better hell. quality uh, television shows, just like the beer. The beer in Tasmania's south is way better than the beer in Tasmania's north. <laughs> wow. I'm never allowed back into Launceston. No, you're really not. You're really not. I've, I've, been, I've been ejected forcibly. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, right. you kind of ejected yourself anyway. Uh, right, shall we go to a clip and do some ratings after that? Ratings? No, we've we done that. Spoiler oh, things. fucking talk, do uh, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Talk about the spoilerys <laughs> things. All right. Fuck off, cunt. Well, <laughs> not, as much, not, not as much swearing in this clip, but just more of a bit of the comedy aspect when watching Kate Box, uh, you know, dance around this in her straight cop. Abby, uh, slow down what's the detective done now. What? You said this morning. I said not this morning, Ted. Oh my, it is, it is not even the right grave, Ted. It's okay. We'll start again. No, 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 no. Just wait till everyone's left. You're responsible for this? Phil, I, uh, I assure you this was not intentional. Maybe this is typical of the disrespect that us old sons and daughters of deadlock have endured since you and your kind infested okay, our town. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by my kind, Phil, but I can assure you that I, I take my duty to all deadlock residents okay, incredibly well, seriously. Tell that to Mary Avery, whose coffin just got gored by a caterpillar, okay? You're a fucking disgrace. All right, move out, folks. Beers on tap at the club, shandies for the ladies. Greg, take Nessie. Vanessa, I am so you sorry. You keep away from us. Absolutely, yeah, I, I will. I will do that. Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. Yes, there you go. Shandies, shandies for the ladies. Shandies for the ladies. That fucking Phil McCracken or whatever his name <laughs> was. What a mad grunt, fucking cunt that guy was. <laughs> Calling it the mayoress and the coppets, oh. like oh. making very specific uh, pronouncements of female versions of a job. Oh, I hated that guy. You haven't so spent much time. He was in... very Alan Jonesy. You oh, wasn't he? You, you haven't spent much time in rural Tasmania, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I look, I, I feel like it's a very fine line. The, <laughs> I feel like all of the, the male characters were caricaturish. Um, oh yeah, the one that that 
just took it too far for me with was the police commissioner only because oh. it's like oh come on like yeah. I know the police yeah. force has massive problems with sexism um but like come on yeah <laughs> yeah it did it did occasionally seem like he's being written deliberately way too difficult like way way too difficult like I mean yeah yeah all of the men were written difficult but uh you know wasn't that balanced by the fact that all the victims were men no it's not I mean it, I mean, it was nice to watch a crime show uh without having to look at um a, you <laughs> know triggering corpses? image of a female mm. corpse yeah 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 absolutely and and to have a whole bunch of understanding as to why all those corpses there, like okay, are we we're in spoiler town. We're in, uh, I have um, put the logo up. The logo is on there. You may fire away. You may fire when ready. Okay, no, I really <laughs> would recommend not like let's you know if you're going to watch it, stop listening. Yeah, spoilers will you know make it less fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just noticed that Casper has come in and is is, <laughs> is, is, is the fucking submachine gun that he always is. <laughs> is he literally just logged into the chat and started subscribing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's sub, just sub, subbing. Sub, 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 sub. <laughs> Fuck, we we love you, buddy. <laughs> um, you, and incredible as always. Yeah. I mm, because one of the points that I really want to talk about is such a massive spoiler. Um, and it is the answer to who the killer is and everything. Yeah, yes. Yeah, But the whole point of why they do it mm. is such a fascinating thing to use as a motive. And yeah. I I was like, wow. Yeah. Like it's a little bit because like... the show is so obviously about gender politics and it's put it it's it's heart is so far under its sleeve in terms of men are dumb men are assholes um women are uh, uh empowered but also capable and all these things and it's you know it's politics are writ fucking large all over it it's more like men are getting in the way of women being able to be successful it's not mm. they're not saying men are dumb because they they are we know that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very much there's a lot of guys getting in the way of women being successful and undermining their success that's what this show is saying yeah so and it does the, it like this <laughs> look at this man he's an idiot yeah, yeah. this one's an asshole um, standing over there flogging the the dead man to death <laughs> And, and, you know, it, it's, it's hardcore left-leaning politics are very, very obvious for everybody. It's like, okay, let's look at colonialism. Let's look at, um, you know, sex and gender politics in small towns. Let's look at all these things. I'd say it doesn't By the just... way, that's one of the best acknowledgements of country I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, there is, see, this is the, is there's funny. a lot of very subtle jokes that go through. Like, when you're pushing through it, you sit, think back and you're like, oh, wow, that actually, there's some fucking bangers in there that mm. they're done occasionally. And I, 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 but I also like that they, you're, like, you're sort of sitting there going, oh, it's, it's being very left. It's very left. It's like, uh, I don't think there is a left and right argument because it, as much as it 
has those things, it also skewers the fuck out of them. Like that, by putting up I think- the ridiculous festivals and the stupid idea and the fact that everyone who moved to that town is one of those people, you know. They're all just mm. blow-ins from the mainland who've come over here. But they all just quietly sit there and like it because they're getting more money. Yes, I know. Sorry. Yes. No, no, no. This is exactly what I was wanting yeah. to talk about. So years and years ago, as when Dion was doing acting in a acting in a big film, <laughs> very huge film, huge Tasmanian production. Yes. What is it? What was um, that? A French Canadian co-production filmed in in Tasmania. Um, so while Dion was that, I was the only fucking actor in Tasmania currently not working on that film because I was working as a location manager for an ad. And that ad filmed in a small town in Tasmania called Oatlands. Um, and I saw this happening in that little town. And the thing that was happening in that little town is a big, you know, multi-million dollar company was making an ad in a tiny town. And... All of the uh, gay couples who'd moved to small towns in Tasmania suddenly came out of the woodwork. Um, and the, the gay couple who was running the, um, the cafe and the other aging gay couple who were running the B&B. Um, and suddenly all of this stuff just started coming out. And I'm, like, and I'm watching this show just going, holy fuck, somebody, somebody really knows small town Tasmania. Um, and and understands that whole sea change, tree change kind of thing, and and the lack of or the, the real conflict that it causes in little towns, because you've got old school bigotry, like hardcore ingrained um, multi generational poverty and bigotry, coming up hard up against new ideas and stuff like that. And that's what I was like, fuck, this show is actually really kind of nails that. And I looked at it and when we get to the end and and the the motive is performative allyship, I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, but I did everything. <laughs> Where's my um, uh, metaphorical sex cookie? it's kind of you know where we sit with it um yeah and that's and that's an interesting thing i mean part of the thing that uh still frustrated frustrated me a lot about it was is that a lot of the terrible men still didn't really get a comeuppance that changed their i mean like two of them that i didn't want to hear from anymore cannot be heard from anymore yeah i mean yes that's (laughs) Absolutely, a hundred percent. But I don't really feel like the this town. Justice served. There. I don't feel like the town went through a lot of learning in all of this. I feel like yeah. it just got a lot less men in it. Um, the it's the mouthy. yeah <laughs> the 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 um uh landed gentry colonizer certainly um uh gets what's coming to them. Yes, um, I enjoyed watching know, I, that too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta watch out for those. Was it the tiger snakes? Mm, yeah, terrible. The only one who didn't get their comeuppance was the seal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Fucked off and you never saw the seal again. I was like, oh, okay. If, if check the, off, check off probably- seal. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been, just been a post-credit sequence of, of Kevin just yeah. wobbling up onto beaches and, and uh, <laughs> spitting out a whole bunch of tongues. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um, look, yeah. Uh, I, I've 
I think it had a lot of really interesting things to say in, in terms of all of that stuff, but it did it behind this very big facade of mm. broad-ass comedy and um, crime dramery stuff, which I think is really interesting that it, you know, it was trying to say stuff in that way, but also I think some of it was so broad that people weren't going to go past it. Yeah. yeah. Look. Yeah. Um, it shot beautifully. Got to show off a little bit of Southern Tasmania. Um, oh yeah, Kingston looked, Beaches never looked so good. Looked and felt like a like a, a proper production in that kind of sense. You know, had a bit of the Amazon money behind it, and they made really made it work mm-hmm. uh, better than I than I thought. Um, and yeah. also, you know, slightly gorier than I expected, which is great. <laughs> You know? I mean, the crimey bits were quite crimey. Yeah, this was yeah. it. Like, this is why it was so not, confusing. Not a plus from me. <laughs> this is why I think it's so it's 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 hard and inaccessible at the start there for people because you don't know what you're going for, and mm. you know you're like, wait, is this a crime procedural? Is this it's not? It's a comedy. Is it lured me in? And then you know it's that character jar of Eddie coming in there, and you're like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I thought I was watching a crime procedural with some jokes thrown in, but nope. nope yeah, is... I mean, the production's great. It does look like a cold, wet Tasmanian town in the yeah. middle of winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the set dressings and everything like that, there's a lot of attention to detail paid and um, it feels very lived in and believable. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it that. And 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 the festival does look appropriately shit. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, think, like, I thought just, all those just a tad cheap. I mean, it's just laughable in some areas in some of this festival stuff because if anyone has thought that you could quite easily just host a floating cinema in any watercourse in Tasmania without <laughs> it's on a fucking without skanky a seven, pond in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah, but without a, everyone wearing a seven-inch wetsuit even in high summer, mm, there's yeah. no chance. People are going to freeze yeah. to death. Yeah, no one's going to yeah. want to lie around in that water. No, sure. Oh, sure. that looked like Jaws. the most stagnant fucking pond they could have found. <laughs> but that's the point. <laughs> I just looked at it and went, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10, no notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great sense um, and, and yes, shout out to um, spectacular usage of chicken feed iconography. Yep. Um, combining it with uh, religious symbolism. Yep. Fucking yep. amazing. Kill before it's time. <laughs> It Is this will like rise a, again a one chicken day. shop chain? That's I just realised. I just realised fifty percent of the people here have no fucking clue what we're talking about when we talk about chicken feed. That's why it's a fun in joke because two of us are just looking blankly at you, like <laughs> yeah. I just I thought we'd explained it to you before, but no, no, we haven't. Uh, no. Well, Quinny, Dion, what is chicken feed? No, no, you're oh. the you're the longest Tasmanian. I'm, I'm the native. <laughs> yes, yes, you're the more native. Hmm. Um, okay, so chicken feed is uh, sorry was, was. Um, <laughs> yeah pour one out for, pour one for out chicken for the, feed for chicky um, <laughs> not even sure if that's a cheaper. cheaper I think it was called cheaper <laughs> um, so chicken feed was the two dollar shop basically of of Tasmania oh I thought it was like a chicken and chips like a barbecue chicken place or nah. something no no <laughs> um, but it was quite literally where you did all your shopping if you couldn't afford Woolworths or Coles mm-hmm. and that's a lot uh, of so it was like a no frills kind of supermarket. No, not even like you, you. It had like the dried foods and occasionally canned foods, but most of it was just cheap shit. You went, that, you, you went, know. you went there to look for like you know uh, plastic. 
boxes with a lid on them or, you know, toilet store. paper. Yeah, like yeah. a dollar store. But then you just turn around the, the aisle and halfway down you would find cereal. Yeah. And then canned <laughs> food. And you're like, this place has everything. It's kind of like you just go that to chicken feed for everything weird. that you didn't feel like spending a lot of money on and occasionally you walk past and go, you know, that's a good price for 10 pounds of nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. yeah, it's it's the reject shop. It's it's you know, reject shop. All that kind of but stuff. It was specifically and I can't even remember how many years ago it actually shut down. But it was it was like a fucking stake through the heart of Bogan, Tasmania. Um, <laughs> like people all around the state recognised the music. They recognised the character of Cheaper, the the the, the chicken. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I kind of wish I'd now said to you, Dion, for to get the actual a trailer or a, oh. an ad for Chicken Feed just for the music. It's on my ringtone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to put it in the post um, when it goes up on the website, so that you can look at the Chicken Feed song because every fucking Tasmanian knows the the song, and to see the red T-shirt with yep. the cheaper the chicken on wrapped around the waist of the guy who is crucified. Yeah, it's just fucking oh, okay. <laughs> like there's a, there's a, there's a their sp- localization was on point. Oh, yeah. their localization was amazing. I think I remember seeing. Wasn't there like a series of of ads where they would just flash up the store of the local town, and the the, the staff would be forced to stand at the front and wave while staring blankly into the camera. Like I, I don't want to yep. do this, but like it's minimum wage, and I have no choice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just that there kind of go. vibe. All chicken feed stores closed on the 20th of May, 2013. Oh, oh wow. And 90% of them then turned into a shiploads about three weeks later. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing this is just another brand of discount yeah. store. Yeah. Exactly. Pour one so out for something. You can get of stuff there. But, but something, <laughs> Terrible names. But, some, but something that is still around <laughs> 10 years later. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm... Yeah. Anyway, so yes, localization on point, Tasmanian yep. comedy on point, um, and I heartily recommend if you are a Tasmanian and you enjoy a bit of like internalized sort of uh, self-loathing, but at the same time self-pride, <laughs> that's where this and, shows that. And like you know, I also really enjoyed that it kept its like it like all of this show was set around that one tiny small town. They didn't feel the need to explore out into other areas. Apart from all of the scenes about the commissioner were just set around or near the ferry to Mona. To Mona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever go down there to Hobart and look at that area, that's kind of all you could do, really. You just hang out in that area. It's probably the nicest area to hang out in. I also really enjoyed that all of the locations uh, near the end where they're in the national park and every single location is is like, you know, Dead Cunts Creek or something like this. And, you just, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of really weird and uncomfortable place names in Tasmania. <laughs> that, yeah. And give us a quick comparison, I think, before we wrap up, Q. Uh, you have watched also Bay of Fires, which I have not watched. Um, so, well, and uh, yeah. Uh, so Bay of Fires takes itself a lot more seriously. Um, it's Marta Dusseldorp, um, uh, who has been in a bunch of Australian very heavy dramas and seemingly here is trying to do comedy, but it's not like it's, it's, it's like they've 
gone, we wanted all of the things that make Deadlock work, but then we're going to get the mix wrong. So she's somebody who has come from Sydney or whatever on the run from a bunch of criminals and now is in a small, quirky Tasmanian town and is trying to survive. Meanwhile, there's a, a weed plantation in her the basement of her house and stuff like that. It It's fascinating watching something that feels like two sides of the same coin, but things that just don't work in the same way. It's bizarre. Okay. Um, it's on ABC now. Um, but yeah, I I say go with Deadlock. Right. You would because you're from Tasmania. <laughs> well, technically, I think um, Bay of Fires has probably got more Tasmanian performers and actors and um, production crew. But uh, That's because anyway. it's made by that communist propaganda machine, the ABC. <laughs> They've got quotas and stuff. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, before we head off, we've got a little bit of a um, thing from the Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival. Mm. Um, so if you're anywhere near Sydney, if you're listening to this podcast, any time before this weekend, um, we're giving away some uh, some seats to the closing night of the Science Fiction Film Festival. Um, we've got five lucky winners in Sydney and Melbourne. So sorry if you're in Melbourne as well. Uh, you can be among the first in the world to see Exit Pangea, which is the new science mm. fiction thriller from director Tibor Bauman. Um, it's a German sci-fi thriller. Um, yeah. It's got elements of yeah, AI, <laughs> tech, Cronenberg, body horror, Ooh. and a new social order. Um, so to win, you simply email the Sydney Sci-Fi Film Festival uh, with Exit Pangea in the subject line. Um, okay. And make sure that you say that you're from TPTOA or period. We shoot you along. it will be fun. Anything else happening this weekend that people might want to know about? What are you doing, Jill? I'm going to Rockhampton. Rockhampton. So body is in uh, mid of Queensland. <laughs> yes. It's generally just mid, right? I don't like mid. it's in the never been there. middle. No, no, no. It's just Brisbane on the Gold Coast. No, <laughs> but if anybody is in or around Queensland and yeah. can make it out to Rockhampton, come along to Capricorn on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I'm chatting with Neil Fanning, who's the voice of Scooby-Doo and oh. uh, actually worked at um, Warner Brothers uh, Movie World for, God, like 15 years or something doing stunts with uh the, the Police Academy show. Oh, wow. As well as being the voice of Scooby-Doo in the beautiful Freddie Prince Jr. Sarah Michelle Gellar movies. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the James and... Gunn ones? Yeah. yeah. What? James Gunn directed the sequel. Oh, fuck, did he? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was in that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask him how James was. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also chatting with uh, Queensland cosplayer... Artemis, uh, who oh, yeah. is just back from WCS. We're going to talk about WCS stuff. Uh, I'm talking with Sky from Sky High Creations, mm. the Sky High fursuits. I'm going to learn about oh. fursuits and how to make hey. those. And You're going to develop your fursona, Jill? No, hosting the <laughs> cosplay competition, and there's going to be heaps of shit out there. There's a fucking superhero petting zoo. What? Yes, yes. <laughs> 
The animals are superheroes. I, okay. Well, 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 that's, that's much better than where my mind went. I was like, oh, yes. No, yeah, they're yeah. animals. Like, like we, we, we put a lot of signs up about, you know, cosplay is not consent. And I feel like that's. Yeah, is, there's no, rides, there's show bags, there's food trucks, there's there a trader's are. hall. There's all sorts of stuff happening. It's a, a oh, Capricorn, nice. right? Yes. Capricorn in Rockhampton, in Rocky. just just below Scissorhampton and just above Paperhampton. Fucking <laughs> oh, <Tim>, hell! <laughs> we need to get uh, a quota that just sits in the corner of this show, and every time Dion says a bad metaphor, <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding, another counter that goes up. There. I mean. Like the the gonk doesn't really kind of cut it. I feel like no. you need it all new emote. Yeah, um, yeah. sure. That was so twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> we need a new emote. Uh, look, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be semaphore, but we'll we'll see yeah, how we go. Yeah, come up with some kind of weird semaphore. Yes, what's a semaphore? Um, well, it's a bit like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's supposed to do this. <laughs> Uh, uh, and any, Pete, have you got any things that you want to promote while we're... we're... <laughs> I mean, not right now. I'll <laughs> let you know. Great. What about mental health breaks on weekends? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes I would love to promote mental health breaks on weekends. Um, I would love to promote just, you know, resting is okay. You don't have to feel guilty. You do not need an excuse hours of time out. to have a rest. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you to the people who checked in to see how I was doing. The last month of my life has been very difficult. Um, but now things are on the up and up. So yes. thanks. Queenie yeah. got a laser installed and now everything's great. Yep. <laughs> Didn't even end up installing the laser. But no. anyway, that's, I was so disappointed. Ugh. So disappointed. So are we. <laughs> all I want is some freaking sharks with freaking laser cannons on their heads. All, I, all we wanted was a Quinny with a laser beam attached to it. I was wondering right. where the end of that sentence was going. Yes. Um, yes, yes. Uh, next month. Beyond, do you have anything you need to promote? Uh, yeah, I'm going to promote next month. You should come back next month in uh, the happy month of September. Yeah, September uh, for more Ooh. podcasting and, and show goodness. And tell us what you would like us to see. There's a whole bunch of things coming out soon. Yes, um, we're all going to go see Blue Beetle. Yes. We'll be talking about that. That's a, that's a lock it in, Larry. I think, mm-hmm. uh, Quinny, are you off to see the Equalizer or the Equinizer? Oh, that's on Thursday, isn't it? Wednesday. Um, When's what? I think it's Wednesday. <clears throat> I'll get back to you on that one, Barry. You're supposed to be anyway. Um, uh, plus, uh, we there's Ahsoka coming out. Some more Ahsoka things. So tell it, but tell us yep. the bits you would oh, like yeah. to do. We don't have any homework and the TMT movie. Yes, I know. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yes. we don't have the homework yet because I should really do that. Uh, we should come out with that. But suggestions welcome. Let us know. Send us a message. We'll put a poll yes. up or something. Do it on the Facebook. Yeah, we, we should put a, we should put a poll up. We should. We should do those things that we were going to do. But anyway. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Stay well, tuned for the homework. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Let's, mm. What do you feel like? Do we feel like raiding Barjo or Steph? Barjo is playing Baldur's Gate 3, so he's <laughs> playing D&D. And Steph is playing Final Fatty... Fantasy Final Fatty. Final Fatty Library I had to try and work out what XIV was and I'm like, uh, 40? 
Boulders. Oh, Casper wants to see Boulders gay. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, then we will go and find out about Boulders 3 gay. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everyone. You've been wonderful. Get out and see Deadlock. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Harsh. No, do it. Funny. Uh, thanks, you. thanks, everyone, in the chat. We'll see you next week. for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.